Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Here to talk all things hockey are your hosts, Brad Crisco, Ryan Hanna, and Evan Lobsinger. So it's been five years. Five. Five years. Five. Five years. Half a decade. Half of a decade. How many years have we been in the playoffs? Once? <laughs> Was it the first year? No, we've had two. We've covered two playoff rounds. Both losses. No. Yeah, two. Both against Tampa Bay. 2015. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. Last year we... <laughs> 2016 was the last what year is it um so i brought beers to celebrate put away your mint and basil mint and basil that just sounds it's not good it's not good so evan brought us a present this is gonna sound terrible on on the uh, on a mic because they gave me a brown here i'll put the brown paper bag down (laughs) it would help for audio it wouldn't be and and try and talk like this while i reach so i was at the lcbo no free ads and I was like, what the <laughs> hell do these two drink? And I honestly had no idea. So I was like, I know Brad likes that beer from Leonard Kenny. Couldn't find it. So I was like, well, now I'm really screwed. So I was like, what does Ryan like? I was like, I have no idea. Everything. He's drinking mint and basil. So now <laughs> I don't really know. It's not good. It's a mint and basil so cider. Like, it's not good. So I was like. What are their personalities like? Oh boy! <laughs> so I started. He's about to give me a can of gasoline. I started browsing the aisles, <laughs> and I was gonna get Brad a Bud Light, but I was like, "Ah, oh, that's too mean." So instead, I got Brad a vanilla porter because Brad's a little bit vanilla. <laughs> he married his girlfriend when they were. They've been together since they were twelve. I figured that was that was it. Bad I bought this one before. Oh my god. <laughs> and I wasn't gonna buy like the crappy beers. I wanted to get you guys something that's at least half decent. It may be what it is, but anyway, so then I was like, what the hell am I gonna get Ryan? So I was like, no good names for any of the IPAs were coming out until I laid my eyes on this one. It's from Great Lakes Brewery, and it's pompous ass. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually really like this. Beer. Oh, perfect! There you so go. So everybody's happy. What did you get? Oh, and then of course, since I'm a genius and the only one with any smart things, I got myself Eureka. Oh, <laughs> I, I honestly couldn't find myself a beer. So, all right, boys. Well, oh, Brad, Brad you, Brad spilled everywhere, all over our brand new table. It didn't spill. I know, but the people who are listening don't know that. So this has been terrible Evan's audio Evan's the one quality. who shook it up. That wasn't on me. Oh, I'm dripping a little bit. Yeah. If we only do. we had coasters everywhere. We do. I'm trying to not you get it on the table. You can pull one out from under your thing. Brad has one literally right beside him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got it. I'm good. Well, boys. Cheers. Cheers to five years. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> and to the next five. Oh, God. Please, no. So that was what my task was after work today. I actually had a lot of fun doing it. I want as soon every- as I saw pompous ass, I laughed out loud, and people probably thought I was a nutcase. <laughs> I need everyone to know, um, we this wasn't tasked to Evan. He didn't give us any inkling that he was doing this. Uh, and if you want to have a, a barometer or a measure of how much we've grown as a podcast, five ask yourself five years ago would Evan have done this? No. <laughs> it's also Friday for me, so I was feeling like I need a beer. So oh, I was like, a, all right, perfect. Fair. Perfect timing. Evan, thank you. You are welcome. Rad, 
Thank you. Listeners, thank you. This is the five. Why? What did I do? Year anniversary of the Winged Wheel podcast starting. When we started this, I know we ask ourselves this every year. We never, ever, ever, ever would have imagined we got to where we are now. Over 800,000 listens, well on our way to a million. The biggest Red Wings podcast on the air. The most amazing fan base. Crazy. I don't want to let you guys off scot-free. Crazy. You guys are absolute lunatics. But we are so fortunate. Our biggest problem right now is I ran out of envelopes and stamps because I'm sending out so many bumper stickers to those of you who live in Michigan and drive vehicles and actually want to put our logo on your cars. Weirdos. Freaks. But we are cold and dead and weren't programmed to have hearts and we still our hearts hurt with how much we we appreciate you guys five years of the winged wheel podcast what did we have what else do we have in those five years two playoff series uh whole lot of heartbreak whole lot of heartbreak two kids I was there as many playoff series as kids <laughs> oh <laughs> you can't have any more uh evan and oh, I, I won't are both now in long-term relationships although i guess if either one of us gets dumped this won't age well which would be funny. It would be good content, I think. Yeah, we'll just have a retrospective in five years. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad. Technically speaking, I wasn't even married yet when we started this thing. No, yeah, you were engaged when we... Oh, God. And Evan and I went to your wedding. I think it was like... Um, best looking couple at the wedding. It's true. <laughs> the other, the other gay couple were uh, were getting all fired up. Yeah, I know. They were... I've told you guys the story. They literally asked my wife if you two were a couple, right? Not yet. <laughs> we're working on it. Undeniable chemistry. Uh, this is uh, like, I, I know you guys don't like when we ramble too much before episodes and start talking Red Wings, but this actually is super important for another reason. We remembered this year. We I'm I'm shocked. I think that's the first one we've ever remembered. We've caught like a week or two after every time. Did uh, we catch it or did somebody else? No, we, we, we were talking about this like months in advance. Like we yeah, knew this year would be five years. So. I think I brought it up the one day I was waiting here before you got here. Yeah. Mm. Brad was like, hey, do we know when that is? I'm like, yeah, it's literally in my calendar. And how did we ever forget it's the day before Valentine's Day? Yeah. I don't know. To celebrate, we are, uh, you know, we can't pretend to be too organized. But one thing we have decided that we're going to do is we're going to get some more. um, We haven't done this in a long time. Custom winged wheel podcast jerseys um, that will be going out to um, followers and patrons um so keep an eye out for those announcements and we'll be giving those away over the next little while we'll also be doing giveaways for our uh end of the season last red wings game of the year meetup that we do in detroit uh which is a weekend after our grand rapids meetups we got a busy few months coming up ahead of us we got the trade deadline at the end of this month so believe it or not we are both at the we are simultaneously in the thick of it like the thick of the grind where no one wants to care about red wings hockey right now and also uh, approaching our high time. Should we do some uh, ticket giveaways for the Grand Rapids game? We sh- certainly should. If people are going and or they're in the area and they're kind of unsure. Yeah, we'll do that. If you're in Grand Rapids or can make it to Grand Rapids, we'll do a ticket giveaway too. Sure. Yeah, why not? All right. That, that you way can someone watch, has to show up to the pregame. You can watch me crush 15 hot dogs in the stands like a, <laughs> like a true Canadian trying to be American. <laughs> Evan, this is the most is this the most sentimental thing you've ever done? If we tell Kat you did this, would she be jealous? She was there with me, but she was wondering why we were going to the LCBO. No free ads. You went 
You went to the... Mind you, we were driving past it, so don't act like I went out of my way. <laughs> I don't know, Brad. It seems he's like he went out of his way. He just saw it. He's like, you know what? It'd be fun. Which is still a big step for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Pompous ass is so apt. Sometimes I, I saw it. And I was like, I don't know what to get Ryan. And I saw that one. I was like, yep, that's the one. Sometimes I have to send 11 messages in a row. And all I can think of was, oh, man, I look like such a douche right now. And I do. As evidenced by this beautiful can from Great Lakes Brewery. No free ads. <laughs> no free ads. Though. Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. I'm Pompous Ass. I'm boring. <laughs> I'm Eureka. <laughs> Uh, and today on the show, besides just talking about ourselves, we have uh, quite a bit to talk about, a lot of different little things, uh, stuff happening around the NHL, trades, uh, some scary incidents, uh, banners being raised, Dano Chara almost killed someone else, and the best player in the world is currently injured. Uh, we'll talk about the Red Wings, who are playing the New Jersey Devils as we're recording. Uh, this is what happens when we all work full-time jobs is that sometimes we have to do this. So we'll do our best not to be distracted by that. Uh, and then we'll uh, maybe do some more prospect talk because uh, there can't ever be enough of that. And then some uh, trade deadline primers as well. All right. Uh, I want to start with one thing, actually, because I think it's a pretty serious topic. And, um, you know, it was scary news, but it all kind of came together okay. And that's about uh, Jay Bowmeister. Uh, defenseman for the St. Louis Blues, who just a couple days ago collapsed uh, on the bench, um, had a cardiac incident. Uh, they had to use the paddles on him. It came out today that like he, they they had to revive him with the paddles. So it's not that he just collapsed and like came to like those processes where there's three doctors that have to be at every game and the paddles have to be within reach from the bench. Like that saved his life. And the doctors need a clear path to him too. He does no locked doors, no obstructions, no no sitting no, in the middle of a row. No, yeah, no, like clear path. You get there right away with no hindrance. Uh, and that saved Jay Bowmeister. And for those of you who might not know, it was back in 2005. It was November of 2005 when the Red Wings were playing the Nashville Predators. Uh, I think it was where Yuri Fisher collapsed on the bench, and that was the first incident that the league had had in some time or at least of that nature in some time. Um, and Yuri, uh, Yuri Fisher, who's now, is he still in player development with Detroit? Yep. Um, he was the, I think he's the director now. He was saved by the defibrillator. Um, it was a narrow, it could have been a much uh, more terrible incident. And for those of you who know, there's over in the KHL, Alexei Sharapanov was uh, actually passed away through something similar over in Russia because of a lot of basically uh, processes and things that weren't set up. Like there's an ambulance or there's a car blocking the ambulance from getting to the arena or something and they didn't have the paddle. I I don't know the actual details, but um, similar kind of incident and just a different level of preparedness. So it was Yuri Fisher and then Rich Peverly Peverly in Dallas. Someone on Calgary. Uh, Brody collapsed earlier this year. During a practice. yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's already playing again, though. He had a seizure, though. He didn't have a cardiac. Event. Yeah. yeah. Um, After Craig- Gary Fisher, they they mandated that there had to be two doctors in that, like like yeah. Brad mentioned, clear path. And then after Rich Peverly, they made it three. And those three doctors saved uh, Jay Bowman's life. Don't forget about Craig Cunningham in the AHL as yeah, well. That's absolutely right. It's yeah. crazy. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> it these, is. And these are professional athletes in the prime of their health. Like, that's the concerning part. It's like, you know, you look at it from a medical standpoint, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. I'm not even remotely a doctor. I My bio, my undergrad is in biomed. But, like, you look at the conditions they're under, and yes, they're definitely more likely to 
have a cardiac incident if they are predisposed to it or even period because of the amount of physical stress their body's under in that moment. But at the same time, if you're going to do it, that's the spot for it to happen. Yeah. So I can think of a million worse spots for that to happen. hundred percent. So it's good to see Jay Bomeister uh, on the mend on, it seems like everything's turning out. Okay. He still has a lot of tests. He's not really, you know, Scott off Scott free yet, but it looks like he'll be okay. So yeah, that kind of shakes the hockey world when that happens. Like, Oh yeah. Darren Pang had to like report on it and you can see that he was choking up. It was all, it was all a lot. So Yeah. It, it immediately flashed me back to Yuri Fisher and just like the the sight of players like pouring onto the ice and like like calling over whoever they can yeah. to try to help is just like their sense of urgency rips rips your heart out of your chest like you just get choked up so yeah happy that wasn't worse and and um, kudos to the NHL and kudos to those those medical professionals and for his teammates um, it was Petrangelo and. Uh, Robert Thomas or Vince Dunn was Vince the Dunn. first one who saw him go down. Yeah. So glad that they saw and, and noticed right away. Um, who did Fisher slump over on? Was it Draper? He slumped over on someone. They were like, I thought he was kidding at first. And then we realized. I would assume it would be another defenseman since, you know, so the benches get segregated. But yeah, well, you know, what if he was on the end. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. He's <laughs> Draper's fourth liner. He could have been anywhere. We are our thoughts and our uh, our thoughts go to the Jay Bowmeister. His dad was on at that game for the dad's trip. So, you know, blessing and a curse. He was there for his son, but must have been horrifying to see in person. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, because that's that would have sucked for all the dads because they probably wouldn't have known who went down right away because you couldn't see him. No. So all the other dads are probably frantically scanning the bench. Where's my kid? Where's my kid? Yeah. Right. Oh man. Well, you know the whole hockey world is behind uh, Jay Bomeister and his family, so uh, we're all glad to see that he's turning out. Um, that everything's turned out okay. All right. The Detroit Red Wings. Um, bad news, guys. The Red Wings are officially eliminated from President's Trophy contention. I know, I know. I hate to drop such a bomb on you, but it's um, it's the unfortunate. Just in our ear. No, and you know what? You don't think about these things, and you, you just try to put your head down and grind towards it, but it just didn't turn out this year, you know, with like 25 games left in this season. How the hell are they not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs already? I don't know. That's more surprising to me, that I, the, the not being able to finish first just happened. I don't know when... Uh, doesn't it mean they're not mathematically eliminated because mathematically teams ahead of them could lose every single one of their games? But no, because they pl- the, these teams all play each other, right? Like someone's got to get points. So it'd be whatever they think the minimum threshold of that is. Can the Red Wings still get that many points? And I guess the answer would be yes, because they can win. They could win the <laughs> remainder of their games. Not likely when you have like a less than 30% point. Right, right now, if the Red Wings win all of their games, they finish with uh, 80 or no, 80 points. Yeah. So once the cool. second wild card gets to 80 points or the Red Wings have lost a boatload and can't get there, they'll be mathematically limited. So, so they, that might be next week. <laughs> so if they go on like a 25 game winning streak, that still puts them uh, statistically compared to last year in the bottom 10 of the league. There's 24 games left. So if they get 48 points, that puts them in eight. That puts them at 80 points, which is well out of the playoffs every year. Yeah, last year, I'm pretty sure that would have given them a top 10 pick. Like, obviously, the Red Wings weren't going to make the playoffs, and we could have told you that in November, but 24 games out, you're saying if you don't win every, if you win every game, you don't, you still don't come close. You're like 15 points away. 
Red Wings win 24 games in a row, still miss the playoffs by 20 points. <laughs> Draft seventh. <laughs> Someone on Reddit put it very eloquently. They said... That's a first. I know. This is why I'm saying it. Um, they said, uh, the President's Trophy happens every year. Alexi Lafreniere only happens once. Ah, uh, yeah. I saw that comment. And yeah, that I was... was like, yeah? Beautiful. This is beautifully true. written. Um, I've consigned myself that to the fourth overall. I know we talked about it, but with San- now this whole San Jose Ottawa thing, I'm like, it's just not happening. There's no way. Once we get into our deep dive of prospects, you have no idea how much coverage we're going to do on Lucas Raymond and Tim Stutzla and oh. Jamie Drysdale. Oh. <laughs> Legitimately, <laughs> we're going to probably do three prospect previews. <laughs> we're going to have an episode just for Drysdale skating. <laughs> Drysdale's offensive prowess. Drysdale's defensive game. Tim Stutzla's name pronunciation. That's going to be a whole episode. Well, remember the yeah. last smooth skating defenseman that was highly touted that we talked about? He might win the Calder this year. Mo Sider? No, I'm messing with no. you. I'm messing with you. Yeah, a guy that we uh, were definitely really wrong about. Although, so- can we be wrong about Sider? We never covered him. No, no, no. I'm talking, we're talking about Quinn Hughes. Oh, we weren't very wrong about him. We, I think we had him like our average of the ranking was like seventh and he went seventh. Well, if you if you come back to it, Something, and I do want to do a little bit of revisionist history here. Our landing spot for for Hughes was that he was either going to be absolutely unreal or not at all a top pairing defenseman, and we were just like this. Def- this defensive core has so many holes, and if someone like Evan Bouchard is there, who seems looks like to be solid on all fronts. His ceiling might not be as high. That is more enticing for a team that just needs something, please God. Mm-hmm. So we were just a year early because Detroit did that the following year. They did that the following year. So I don't want to say that we were completely wrong about Quinn Hughes, but I will come out and say I definitely have a lot of egg on my face because I was not expecting him to be like Kale McCarr or Calder Trophy good this early. Definitely didn't no. see him as what he is now no 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 i th- I, I, if, I can't remember but i i'm fairly certain i was down on picking him and i was trying to shy away from it but yes we were all wrong we were all i was wrong. wrong though the red wings their their perceived or their reported order if not zadina because zadina wasn't expected to fall to them was going to be uh, bouchard and then boakfist i believe before hughes so yeah they were wrong too well, six other teams were wrong. It's it's not a coin flip, but it certainly feels like you're throwing poop at a wall and just hoping to see what sticks. Hell of a quote for the five-year anniversary. Yep. That's like us. It is. We just throw things out there, and once we in stuck. a while we get put in the Detroit Free Press. We were <laughs> we were poop on a wall, and then we stuck. Yep. Oh, that, that, oh, man, that is going to get quoted. That is probably the most apt description of us, though. <laughs> I got, hold on, I got to change our bio on iTunes. Um, the Red Wings played one game since we spoke last and wait, one game. Yeah. Buffalo, right? Played Buffalo, lost three, two, kind of an unremarkable game. Uh, highlights. Anthony Mantha came back two assists. Didn't play well and still got two assists. It's amazing what happens when you have a player who's extremely skilled. Um, and Darren Helm scored two goals, two goals. Who is this guy? Buried his own rebound. And the other one, I can't remember the goal, honestly. It was just he was in the slot. I forget uh, almost every aspect of the game other than Brendan Perlini almost getting his nose removed. Well, yeah, he took a scary skate to the face from Henry Yokiharu and um, left the game. And luckily, he cut open his face from like his cheek to his nose. 
looked like it, it like the pictures looked like it almost looked like he was trying to literally surgically remove his nose because yeah. the line was almost well a skate blade is straight so it makes sense yeah but a perfect angle perfect it was just i'm just saying yoki hardy knew what he was doing fortunate <laughs> fortunate it wasn't his eye fortunate it wasn't his neck obviously um he'll have a dope scar so good for brandon perlini uh, hockey's the toughest <laughs> good for brandon perlini <laughs> hockey's the toughest sport in the world i'm telling you if i could ever pick a scar it would be the uh, line straight or maybe even a little bit of an angle down my uh, across my eyebrow but not so deep where it hits my eye but then it gets my cheek again so it's a line through your eyebrow. You're literally a Bond villain. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Say, what character is that? It's King Leonidas from 300. There it is. Yeah. I'm like, I know there's a character who's had that. So you're telling me my little below my lip isn't perfect, Ryan? I'm offended. Oh, I forgot you got that. Brad gets injured a lot. Yes. Actually, I got injured almost never. It's been a rough year and a half. You had your lip. You had your shoulder. You had a second kid. Yeah, your body's <laughs> taking a beating. Yep. Yeah, it's been a rough six months. As people... um ask me more about the podcast like people in my personal life or you know sometimes people at work find out about it they ask about you guys and it's super easy to describe evan he's i think he's as weird as you are you're a pretty normal dude then i describe brad and they're like how does he have the time for this i'm like well he really did like he had a kid and that kid wasn't an easy kid like she's super smart like she's a she's a terror if you don't she's like kind of like a husky i'd describe mika as a husky so smart but if you do not stimulate her she is going to ruin your absolute life, and she will let you know about it. Uh, and Brad still kept all of his energy. And then I was just like, "What's gonna? What's it gonna take? It, it's gonna take a second kid." After Henrik came, I was like, "Oh yeah, you're tired. You're tired as hell." Yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time, all the time. Uh, Welcome to everyone else's life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you I should, have I, no idea. I should get the post Malone tattoo for. under my eyes. <laughs> always tired we could oh, that's fun <laughs> might have to get that yeah <coughs> oh buddy if you think you're tired now you have no concept i'm gonna that. get no kids on both of my yeah that's the wise i'm gonna get that as my license plate on my hundred thousand dollar car <laughs> <laughs> uh the red wings have currently the new jersey devils uh in a lottery bowl game and then they have boston and then pittsburgh before we talk again we're actually not going to be recording on uh, Sunday, as we usually Not, do. No, you check the messenger chat once ever. Uh, usually once a day. We well, this was this because I remember happened. the last time you asked me like, can you do Sunday morning or Monday morning? I said either works, and I have not seen an update. And then, do you think maybe we we came to something after? I checked after that day. You must not. I answered right away. Oh, oh! If you answered right away, yeah. I'm Anyways, for all the listeners and Brad, we will be recording Monday morning. Uh, that's when we'll drop the next episode. It is a holiday here, I believe. Also, a holiday in the states. Mm, President's Day. Mm. Um, so mm. we'll uh, we'll drop that Monday morning a little bit earlier for you, so you don't have to go too long without an episode uh, before get coming back at you the following Thursday, uh, just to space these out a little bit better. So yeah, we have New Jersey, Boston, and Pittsburgh. Uh, We're going two and one. Two and one. What are they going to do today against New Jersey? Uh, I don't know. Probably lose. Yeah, they're going to beat Boston and Pittsburgh and lose to New Jersey because that's how this season goes. Because the Detroit Red Wings are the team on pace to be the worst team in the cap area, yet somehow still have a five-game winning streak against one of the top teams. In the if world. Boston doesn't beat Detroit this season, their fan base is going to implode. I think by default they miss the playoffs. Yeah, they should. can finish with 110, but they'll, they'll be out. 
Boston has two more cracks at it, I believe. Yeah, if they don't beat Detroit like 9-1 this Saturday, they don't even care about hockey. <laughs> Can you imagine? That is like the biggest. I hope Detroit goes undefeated against either one either one of Montreal or Boston. Both would be great. But if they could salvage just one of those staying undefeated, oh, man. I can't even pick which fan base. So it would be better to do that, too. Boston. 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 Oh, the French are. Boston. Kakanyemi's already in the minors. He's already. In the I have like this just vindictive nature towards the French. So yeah, my uh, I'll take the French on this one. <laughs> I was I was talking to a Leafs fan friend of mine, and I was like cackling about how do, or the Leafs are fighting for a playoff spot. And, like obviously a super talented team, and like yeah, they should make it. Um, and they're like, "Are you really so petty? Where you would laugh if Toronto missed the playoffs?" And I was like, "Yes, yes." Have you met me? God, yes. I, I'd feel bad for Steve. I really would feel bad for Steve. But oh man, after the whole Mantha thing, yeah. I've oh, it's not even bad. I just it's just Leaf fans in general. You know what I also don't like when you know how they're always like, oh, we need it. I'm just cheering for the the Canadian team that's left in the playoffs. I'm like, mm. I don't like it. I don't cheer for any of the Canadian teams, and I still wouldn't do that. Grow up, you know. Unless it's like Vancouver. I mean, I don't have anything against them and. They're young, so they're interesting. If it's Montreal or Toronto or anybody else, I'm like, I... Ugh. ugh. No thanks. Filth. Yeah. I'm very much cheering for Connor McDavid in the Stanley Cup final. I, I need this in my life. Okay, but do you want Ken Holland to go to a team with a free Connor McDavid and win a cup? I love Ken Holland, of course. Yeah, whoa, whoa, Brad Fisher. Yeah, you're a grown man. Grow up. Idiot. He had 20 good years and five bad ones. I'll still take that. <laughs> that before anybody gets too angry at uh, Evan and I, that's Brad. What Brad said is what we all believe. Like, that's legitimately. Ken Holland should go into the Hall of Fame as a builder for what he built in Detroit. But recency bias means we can be a little bit peeved at him right now because we're living. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to rip on him for that Darnell Nurse contract he just signed. What do you think about it? He's walking him right to free agency. It's dumb don't you take shouldn't you just take the risk at that point buy some ufa years with darnell nurse or don't if anybody wants to play in edmonton you lock them up long term because in two years someone could be like i'm done living in this wasteland like i have a okay if darnell nurse was asking like an exorbitant amount of money to go long term and buy ufa years sure I I absolutely understand this then, and we'll never know if that's true or not. But I find it weird that you can get Zach Cassian on a four year contract, but you can't get Darnell Nurse on something longer than what two. was his deal to two, by, by five, like and a, five and a half, just about. It's a good cap hit for Darnell Nurse. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess they must have been far apart in terms of dollars and years. So that's all you got, I guess. Yeah. So Darnell Nurse probably is like, I'll take less money now, but literally I'm going into the unrestricted market at the youngest possible age I can. You couldn't buy one UFA year. That's to me the thing. It's like, because I don't think there'll be a cup contender in the next two. Oh, well, you know what? You can never discount a team with McDavid and Dreisaitl. But then why wouldn't you just do a one year even too? Like, fine, let's just do this year. We'll fix our cap next summer and and then we'll pay you at the ass. Ken Holland is not good at fixing caps. Ken Holland's good at a lot of things. RFA deals, yes. Uh, this was an RFA deal. Yeah. Well, you know what? RFA deals with Detroit, yes. Fixing cap problems, either that he made or that pre-existed, he's made almost no moves to relieve those. That's why whenever Steve Eisman does something, we're like, oh my God, you can do that? And he hasn't even done much in terms of cap relief because he can't because they're anchors. Maybe he'll trade Darnell Nurse. Yeah. 
I don't know. Would, would, do you have the? Do you really have the license to trade defensemen when your best defenseman is Darnell Nurse? Is it Ethan Bear? I don't know. Maybe they have. Maybe Oscar Clefbaum. Wow, they, Edmonton's got a solid defense. When did that? Maybe happen? they think Evan Bouchard is going to replace him. I have well, no they do idea. Have Bouchard, I sure hope Broberg. so. I hope he does. Bouchard and Broberg should be their top two in a few years. Maybe they? that's what they think. They'll use Darnell Nurse as a trade piece and get that f- filler or a. A high level forward that they've been looking for for a century it feels like seriously when but they edmonton, trade all of those away when did edmonton get a good defense bear clef bomb uh nurse broberg coming bouchard coming this doesn't feel right it's not natural oh well it's not god. good yet oh my god ken holland's i would argue even now as it is like with adam larson like it's respectable well, it's, yeah, it's certainly respectable, but it's I'm not Mc, they're not jumping to the top of my list. McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't going to go without a cup. They're just not. You can't have those two players and go without a cup. Those are two. Yeah, would they? Is that cup going to come in Edmonton though? Yes. Yeah. Those are two game breaking superstars that you have tied up long term. Dreisaitl on his own would get conversation as a Hart Trophy nominee on any other team, and the only reason he might get fewer votes on this team is because he plays with this league's version of LeBron James. Like it's the only they don't even play in the same line though. No, and they don't because Dreisaitl is a freak. But who do you think is drawing the that, tougher matchup? That in the Wheel yeah. Podcast Fantasy League, you guys let me draft 16th overall. That's only because I had to pick 12th, and I took Posternak. Not a bad pick. No, but you know who's a better pick? Dry sidle. Dry sidle. The best pick is McKinnon. I think well, plus minus matters. That might be all right. It does matter, but dry, si- dry sidle is second overall in fantasy. I haven't actually opened the app in like six weeks. My highest player is like 41. I do second in our league. I do the same thing every year. I beat your ass the other week. No, we tied. Oh, frick. Uh, I do the same thing every year. I pay attention to fantasy football because I'm broken. I get mad at fantasy football, and then I see how far into last I am in the fantasy hockey, and I recover. You're not doing bad. I I got up to seventh. Yeah, Yeah, I got back up to seventh. Uh, I was in first, and then I just completely forgot to ever update my thing. So I don't even want to know where I am now. The red. Okay, quick question. Does Anthony Mantha in these last 24 (laughs) games hit 20 goals? No, because he's going to fight Jake Muzzin again. He he actually said he, Jake Yeah, Muzzin. he hinted at it. It might it, not be, even be on the ice. Like, I will be totally cool. Because right, he's hurt, right? No, he'll just fight out in the parking lot. Oh, that's fair. I If Jeff Blashill healthy scratches Anthony Mantha that game, I'm okay with it, honestly. Anthony, dude, stop. I, I, I appreciate the mindset. I appreciate the mentality. I appreciate the effort. We can't. Red Wings hockey without him is is hard to watch, buddy. We need you. It's hard enough when he is in the lineup. Yeah, it's hard enough when you're there, dude. Just think about that when we're losing 30 goals out of that lineup. Uh, he needs eight more to hit 20, I believe. How many games left? 24. Yeah, he'll hit it. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, the Red Wings are linked to yet another uh, European European player, Frederick Handemark. These are all funny things because we talked about Malty Stromwall the last episode, which is a, a Red or um, a, a player over in the KHL who used to play in the Finnish Elite League and a bunch of other places around the he world. He was drafted by the Rangers. He was a Rangers asset. Yeah, uh, are we just drafting anagrams of famous Swedish hockey players and yeah. seeing if anybody will catch on. Yes. It's okay. actually just Thomas Holmstrom <laughs> okay, with even bigger shoulder pads to sit up front. Um, these are all – it's all happening the same way. Like, Afton Bladet, and I I'm apolog- I apologize to our Swedish listeners for that pronunciation, or um, 
I can't remember the Sven something. Uh, the other outlets are reporting on it, but like either these deals can't be announced until after KHL or Finnish Elite League or whatever else ends, or um, they're just not true. And these players are linked to a lot of teams, which has happened before. But if you guys remember what happened with Oliver Kasky, um, he was linked to Detroit and the deal wasn't announced for a couple of weeks after like formally. So, We'll see when it comes up. All of these players have similar kind of appeal, good offensive talent, one kind of like unique trait, either like the way they shoot or uh, the way they skate or they're, they're a power play specialist. And realistically, if you slot them, slot them into the Red Wings lineup right now, they're like the fourth or fifth best forward automatically. So it's more um, competent body filling from Eisenman for both Grand Rapids and then maybe the Red Wings. It starts on a dartboard or just uh, trying to find warm bodies. Competent bums. A lot, a lot of money is coming off the books next year for the Red Wings, and Eisenman's not keen to fill that up with um, much unless it's worth it. And so you need guys who can do something out there. You can't have another season as bad as this one, but it's also still not going to be a playoff. Uh, competitive season in all likelihood so we'll report more on that as uh, more news comes out i've tried to do some digging and i found nothing more concretely nothing more concrete than what's out there already so that's the red wings we'll move on do you guys want to do a tankathon no and for that we're gonna do a tankathon we're it gonna- just sounds me because all the times we hit don't make up for all the sadness of the times we miss and we're gonna send the lottery and the Red Wings come fourth. <laughs> Shocker. LA first, Ducks second, Chicago third. Well, at least it's all out of conference. It's all in the West. And then the Red Wings fourth. Are you still on Lucas Raymond? It's, I, right now, my money's on him not being there fourth, but yeah. So who do you, how do you think the top three goes? Lafreniere, Byfield, Raymond? Uh, yeah, I'm, although I'm, I'm literally 50-50 on Raymond or Stutzla. I think I, whoever's picking third, I think it's going to come down to positional need because i'm i my that's where i'm at too my hot takery right now is depending who lands there i think there's a very 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 strong possibility drysdale goes three. Oh, that's a good point because i actually wanted to talk about drysdale that guy is not bad you know he's not like no shit he's not <laughs> He's not far out of the tier of like the Heiskanen and the Makar in them. Uh, if you guys have listened to the Scott Wheeler uh, interview, and if you haven't, please go back and listen. He gave a lot of good information. Drysdale has a ton of appeal. And if you've learned one thing over our previous five years of draft coverage, defensemen, the top defensemen in these drafts rise meteorically. They usually start out ranked like sixth or seventh and then move up. Drysdale's already like guaranteed top five. Brad's hot take of him going in the top three, I would actually say is like a 40% chance right now. It all depends on draft order. Uh, yeah, I like if your tankathon goes as it would, yeah, I would bet on Drysdale because Chicago has a need for defensemen. If you're run another tankathon, I'll and I'll see who ends up third and I'll say if Drysdale goes third or not there. Run it. Run it. Drysdale or third overall Montreal. Absolutely, he's going there. With Shea Weber dying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're the Red Wings, do you consider taking Jamie Drysdale at any position? Absolutely, I do. Because he's he could be so good, right? Like a um, Drysdale cider. The whole reason I said no, I don't think the Red Wings would take him was because you have Heronic and Cider as your top four right D for 
in all likelihood the next decade, except for the fact the Raiders have been playing Heronic at lefty, including tonight. Yeah. They so that opens up an interesting I take possibility. the best if you're looking for a defenseman, I take the best defenseman available, regardless of the handedness of their shot. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't get too attached to the handedness, although I do remember when I was asked to play lefty because I'm a right-handed shooting defenseman and I loathed it, so I understand. Well, these are professional I, athletes. They're big boys. They'll figure it out. Oh, I say I am. Even left wing to right wing, it's <laughs> it's night and day depending on the system you run. Like uh team I play for, I couldn't play left wing because of the way we run our breakouts. I would die. You guys run breakouts? Yeah. Nerd, man. Get a hobby, drink or something. How many beers do you have a week? Uh, usually none. Triple that. <laughs> so still none. <laughs> Labatt. Drink Labatt. Labatt Blue. Former sponsor and uh, future again sponsor of the Winged Wheel podcast. Um, okay. Jamie Drysdale is in consideration. So you're right now between Raymond and Stutzla. And Drysdale, but Drysdale would be third of the three right now. Evan, if you had to pick, assuming that you could will one of them to be available at four, who would you want for the Red Wings? And it can't be Byfield or Lafreniere, Raymond, Schutzler, Drysdale, or, or Marco Rossi. Or other. Or other. Sorry, Red Wings. And- Get weird. Red Wings picking fourth. You can will someone that's not Lafreniere or Byfield to be there at four. Who do you want it to be? Um. Oh, God, that's tough. Or I guess it's uh, just I'm just asking who would you pick pick three? Tim Stutzla is the one that first jumped to my mind. So without you know digging any deeper, that's who I would go with. But if I like forwards because I find them more of a high impact, yeah, based on their position. Also, if, the Red Wings, if we're being honest, have a bigger need for forwards right now. Yeah, I would. I have a lot more question marks on our forward prospects than defensively. Um. Not to say that we don't have any because we're the worst team in the league. We have lots of question marks. Um, but that was the name who, who jumped to me first. He's dynamic. And every time I saw him with the puck in the World Juniors, it was something exciting was happening. And there's very few players that I see at that level who garner that sort of energy. If Mo Sider didn't hit as much as he seems to have hit right now, this would be a different conversation for but, sure. But it looks like Mo Sider has a legitimate chance of being like a number, a true like league wide number two defenseman with how good he is at he's 18 and plays like he's 25. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best description for Mo Sider. You combine that with his size, then yeah, absolutely. he's huge. And you'd think guys who are 18 and that big would not understand their body as well, but he, he looks like a pro. Uh, I think I'm with you on Stutzler right now. I think with everything coming out where he could reasonably play center and actually play it naturally, that's something that appeals to me in a big way. Um, much like Lafreniere, though, I don't. I think we sometimes have to caution against getting too attached to the whole center wing conundrum. You can drive a line from a wing if you're good enough. His name's Alexander Ovechkin. That's exactly it. Terrible to compare everybody to Ovechkin. Yeah. Okay, fine. Anthony Manta. Anthony Mantha, as Brad has preached before, might be the most skilled player on this Red Wings team when he's not breaking his body trying to fight people. And I think I I honestly think he's probably right right now. I think you're right, Brad, in saying that right now. Larkin is the best player on this team, but Anthony Mantha might have the best pure skill on this team right now. We'll see what Philip Zanina has to say about that, presuming he pans out in every way possible. But still, what are we talking about? I don't know. 
draft, something or other, loneliness, sadness, team sucks, but future. The nice thing is about this draft, although I'm going to be very sad if we don't get the first overall pick, regardless of what our percentage says, picking at fourth, we are still going to get someone who, by all rights, is going to be a very, very talented NHL hockey player at their position. Uh, updates in the NHL. Trevor Daly stopped a breakaway and Zach Cassian kicked uh, a Tampa Bay Lightning player in the chest with his skate blade. Uh, was Trevor Daly... That was that was a like donkey kick. That wasn't like he tapped him with the toe. That was no. all blade. Was it Trevor Daly who was on the breakaway and just dumped it into the corner and set up the cycle? <laughs> How'd you know? I just had a feeling. You think he could set up a cycle? No. <laughs> um. Wow, that, that, that kick has thrown me off. Uh, okay, philosophical question for you before we move on from the Red Wings. Do you call up Grand Rapids Griffins players right now or do you leave them down because they're fighting for a playoff spot and want to make a push? Do you want me to give the popular answer or an honest answer? Well, I want you to give both. Uh, my honest answer, I'd leave them down. And the popular answer. Bring them up! Let's have some fun! <laughs> yeah, that's basically... I think that's what they tried to do last year too is call up anybody and everybody who has some sort of story to put some butts in the seats at the end of the year i would prefer them to stay as far away from this disaster as humanly possible because losing destroys confidence and you know making a playoff push with the grand rapids griffins is great and you know that's experience that those players need now let's say the red wings are post trade deadline there's you know whatever nine games left in the season Grand Rapids is still in a similar spot where they're fighting for a playoff spot, but Detroit still hasn't seen any Mo Sider this season, and he's integral to the Grand Rapids Griffin season. Do you call him up for his nine games? You basically answered the question there. No. You don't want to see any of Mo Sider in the I, NHL this season? I absolutely do, but the responsible answer would be to get him some playoff games, and if him playing in Grand Rapids is going to help get him some playoff games, you do it. Because Detroit, yeah, it'll be good for him to get a taste of what's of what this step up in competition would be like. Maybe you give him a weekend in Detroit. All right, kid, like get your feet wet, know what you're in for. There could be a season. circumstance where Grand Rapids has time off, and it makes sense to call him up for a couple of games and play yeah. with the, the Wings. But yeah, I agree with Brad. I don't Keep think them down. I don't think anybody anybody would be up right now like Lindstrom or Hiroshi if it wasn't for the slew of injuries. I, That's what I, I was th- going to say. If everybody's semi healthy, I will definitely say we won't see Mo Sider in Detroit. Like if Detroit, even if they have a lot of injuries, I'd still rather them call up someone more veteran, lash off or whoever. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know what? If 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 the Red Wings are still in a position in like late March where it's like everybody's injured. We have to pull players up from Grand Rapids because we don't have enough bodies to fill a roster. Sure. Bring up cider for three because you're, you're pulling someone out of that roster. No matter what, you might as well get some excitement in the fan base and get his feet wet. But unless there's extenuating circumstances like that, no, I, I think Erickson's coming back. Yes. Oh, he cleared waivers by the way. Not that anybody's shocked. (gasps) Anyways, uh, around the league, the Sedins had their numbers raised in Vancouver, which was a cool ceremony. And me being the uh, complete jerk I am over uh, or gloss over the fact that these amazing players and amazing people's careers should be celebrated. And I looked up their stats and thought, these guys are so celebrated, they're going to go to the Hall of Fame, which means Pavel Datsuk's a lock, right? 
stats are better. Okay, then yes. I'm like that was um yeah, it was went a, ride. a lot, went a lot of places to welcome to pompous pompous ass's mind. Yep. Uh Connor McDavid out 2 to 3 weeks for um with a quad injury. If you're Edmonton, what do you do for the, at the trade deadline? Gustav Lindstrom just hit the post. Thank you, Rowan, for these live updates. What do you do, Evan? If you're Ken Holland. Trade something for tell- Hall, good, good idea. Something tells me that this, regardless of how well this season's going for McDavid and Dreisaitl, besides the injuries, I don't think Edmonton, if Ken Holland's smart, which he's proven he is, they shouldn't make a move this season. You know YouTube can see you, right, Brad? I know. Yeah. yeah, just because you're smart doesn't mean you make bad don't make bad decisions yeah. from time to time. It's like me. Yeah. Now they need to fill up their depth with competent players who can do things. Darren Helm. So uh, with Darren Helm being on the market, <laughs> I, I, you know, if the prognosis turns out to be very very good for Connor McDavid and they decide that this is the year that they're going to start pushing. There's some good available pieces out there for them to start bolstering their lineup. Is this the year for Edmonton in my mind? I don't think so. But if they can get somebody with some term, maybe they go for that, but they'll probably do nothing. Term? Oh, we just upgraded to Abdulkader. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, I just saw something on Patreon. Okay. And I'm going to save it as a surprise for you. Okay, thank you for interrupting a conversation for absolutely no reason. Terry commented. No. You're lying. That's not actually Terry. It's actually Terry. Can you cross-reference it with his Twitter? Because Terry strikes me as someone who wouldn't be a patron. No. (laughs) He was for a long time, actually, looking at it. And then I missed one episode and we lost a patron because of it, but now he's back. No, no, no. We're going to... How can I possibly find Terry right Is now? Is a new hashtag can be, oh, fuck, we found Terry? <laughs> okay, we'll get to it. Um, the, the Pittsburgh... No, Min- nothing else matters now. No, no, but there actually is hockey stuff. Pittsburgh-Minnesota deal. What do you think? What do you make of it? Sorry, if that's what? the going rate for middle six forwards, Detroit should sell everybody oh, the Zucker- Mark and Amantha. Yeah, Zucker for Addison and a first and whatever else. Man, Pittsburgh is not afraid to go for it. There's, they have nothing left in their system. It's Samuel Poulin, and then I'm pretty sure their next best prospect is currently playing in like minor peewee single A somewhere. I um, I understand that I've given Rutherford a lot of crap for the way he's done his asset management. Um, oh, the asset management was poor here. I understand that, you know... I don't think he's done everything perfectly, but you cannot take away from the fact that he understands one fundamental thing. And this fundamental thing is what's won him two cups with the Penguins and what might win him a third and then a fourth overall with this era for the Penguins. If you have Crosby and Malkin, you go for it every year that they're playing anywhere close to the top of their game. Malkin is for some reason having a career year now. Um, Crosby you can still make an argument for Crosby being the best overall player in the world. Um, and that's what he's doing. He's he's getting uh, Zucker, who's a very good player, to play with Crosby. That is going to be a scary line to face. And he, yeah, he gave up a first-round pick, and yeah, he gave up uh, Addison. But what he's saying is, 
If you win one cup now, who cares if you lose for the next 10 years or you suck for the next five or however many it is. Or if you win three cups or four cups right now, you lose. You can suck for the next 30 years. On average, you can suck for the next 124 years and you've still won your fair share. So how much crap can we give Rutherford here? I will give credit to Bill Guerin. I think this is a great return for, for Zucker. Yeah, he took Pittsburgh's top prospect. He took their first round pick, which will be late first. And the cap hit sucks, but Galchenyuk's still a player. Like he's the problem with Alex Galchenyuk is people view him as he sucks for a third overall pick. But if you just look at Alex Galchenyuk as a perennial 40 point player, that's valuable. That's a useful hockey player. Galchenyuk that would put him, is, what, third on the Red Wings right now? Galchenyuk's primed to be a player who just finds the right situation or rebounds. <clears throat> Anthony Duclair. Right? I, I don't think... Uh, if du- you can't find it in Pittsburgh... Okay. Yeah. Well, and put it right on my parade, man. Galchenyuk never had those windows where he just dominated like Duclair tends to have. Um, Galchenyuk's a little more consistent. Not necessarily in a good way, but more consistent in who he is as a player. He's actually a low-key, a free agent I really want to try to examine this summer because I think they could get him cheap because people will view him as a bust of a third overall pick, whereas he is still a valuable hockey player Mm -hmm. that could play, like fill in on your second line or be a regular on your third line. Right now, what Alex Galchenyuk is is what I think we're all hoping Evgeny Svechnikov will be. So... Yeah, you could probably get him cheap. He'll fill a role. He'd be a really, really good, competent bum. He, I mean, I, I don't think he's a negative get for Minnesota other than the cap hit. But Minnesota's not up against the cap, so they don't care. I found Harry's Twitter. Yeah, he tweeted. That's how we found him. We, he tweeted at us. When? That's how this whole thing started. No, 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 no. I didn't know you still had his Twitter handle. Oh. I have his Twitter handle. Uh. I found it. All right. You know what? We're going to do this now. We're going to get over to overtime. Uh, it's a midweek episode, uh, so which means overtime is Patreon exclusive. Um, and we're going to start reading out uh, patron comments. I'm going to read out Terry's comment. And you know what? I'm going to qualify this. I know we've joked a lot about uh, I want about Terry. Go ahead. Is it the real Terry? It's the real Terry. Are you sure? Promise. Are you sure? I can tell. I can tell. Just And you'll, you'll understand after I read his comment. Does he have a picture? Uh... Because I can, uh, I'll, then I will verify. I, I need, you know, we need to be. Is it someone leaning out of a window? Yes. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Okay. Well, this is the real Terry. It's the real Terry. And you can tell after we read the comment. We've joked about Terry. I can't promise that we won't joke. It Honestly. Terry is part. He's the fourth member of this podcast at this point. He is. And I'm going to give Terry. Um, I'm going to give Terry a very serious conversation here because I kind of pre-read his comment as you guys were talking. And I, I want to give this attention and I can't promise Terry that you'll like our answer, but I think it's good a facilitation of discussion for people who maybe don't love what we do on the podcast. And, and maybe we'll learn something from it. Hello, hosts of the Winged Wheel podcast in quotations, which I think is some... Anyhow, uh, I decided to give you another few listens after seeing my name on Twitter a few times and then being referred to in episodes with alarming regularity. And that's a very fair statement. I then felt it necessarily necessary to uh, briefly become a patron to sell my side of the story. I would appreciate it if you could donate my $1 to charity rather than line your pockets. Yes, I will absolutely. Is this Rowan? Is this Rowan? This is something. It's probably Rowan. It's Rowan, you son oh. Rowan. I really thought it was Terry. No. <laughs> he got us. <laughs> he, he got, got you. you. 
He got all of us at the same time. We all take equal blame. Oh my god! And you know what? Rowan was texting me like, "Oh, I'm gonna put. I have to put in a comment." Didn't you say he was a patron for a long time? Yeah, and then that's what gave it away. Rowan, I can see how long you've been a patron for. You dingus! You almost got away with it. Ah, oh, and you know what? Actually, else, what else gave it away? The line in your pockets comment. Terry's still not here. Remember when I said Terry was the fourth member of the podcast? Yeah. That was just being nice. He's not. <laughs> Is it just Rowan? Okay, Rowan, because you actually fooled. Okay, look, we I was texting him before this game, and uh, Rowan said, oh, I have to put out a uh, comment. And I was like, yeah, you've missed the last couple episodes. He goes, oh, I'll save it for next episode. So he was just trying to throw me off the scent, you piece of... Anyhow, uh, Rowan says, uh, I was upset in December because being a Red Wings fan has been hard this season, and I just wanted to hear people talk about Red Wings hockey. The off-topic tangents may be enjoyed by some, and I note continue to be part of your show, but please stick to hockey, exclamation, 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 exclamation. I wonder how many other listeners you have lost over the last five years due to this nonsense. I suspect hockey talk is why people listen to you. Even if I don't always agree, the arguments put forward are mostly understandable, but... When they are bad, they are very bad. Rowan, I'm about to fly to Australia to kick his six foot seven ass. You know how that's that's how tall he is. Actually, yeah, he's like six six or six seven. Um, you'll have to excuse me as I'm still learning which voice is who. But someone was very complimentary about Madison Bowie a while ago, and that was very bad. Maybe that's why you go off topic a lot to mask these clearly wrong opinions. You thought this was a legitimate comment? I didn't read this in depth. Oh, my God. I can also assure you I'm very much not lost and only about four hours away from you in North Bay. Maybe I can come on the podcast one day so we can talk about hockey and only hockey to improve things. We would never invite someone from North Bay on this podcast. We're not deranged. No. Uh, Sorry if you're listening from North Bay. All four of you, which is the population of North Bay. Uh, Why are there only two of you sometimes and then three other times? Not very consistent. Also, you keep mentioning YouTube, but I don't know why. I looked and it's very boring watching people sit and talk, although the table is very nice. So kudos to whoever made that. R.D. Woodworking, Daniel Rossi at R.D. Woodworking. This sounds less and less like Terry every sentence. Anyways, I hope you appreciate my feedback and stop saying say. Stop saying fresh cheese bag or whatever it is. It's more nonsense. I will listen for a few more episodes in the hope that you get better at sticking to hockey and not food, movies, or snowboarding and complaining about being tired or sick. Life is we hard. We really did one of those things this time. <laughs> we all have our own issues. We don't need, want or need to hear about yours. Rowan, I'm so sad because I was so... Oh, man. I'm glad you guys haven't... Terry is from North Bay. Oh, wow. Rowan, Rowan does his research, man. He's... He always does his research. When uh, our bodies are missing, but our skin is somehow still there, you'll know who did it. <laughs> Listeners of the Winged Wheel podcast. Garrett TV says, holy frick, you guys remembered our, our anniversary for a change. Any updated recommendations on fruit to eat in the shower? I need to bathe more regularly these days after watching us play hockey. No, seriously. Uh, congrats on five years. I started listening during that year's playoffs and haven't looked back since you guys Someone ran. Someone just asked what fruit to eat in the shower. Yeah, orange. That was our previous recommendation. You so, eat fruit in the shower? Someone eats orange in the shower. It's a whole thing. What? It's like he's, Why not, you it's like he's not here. People can't hear you n- n- nodding your head. No, but they can see it. Not everyone's watching YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that. Hit that. Hey guys, what up guys? It's your boy Ryan here. We're trying to find where the hell Evan is. He said he'd be here for 7. It is currently 7.55. Top 5 tips to start your own podcast. (laughs) Don't! Before I tell number 1, can you hit the like and subscribe button? It really does me a big favor. 
Number two, I gave five bucks to a homeless guy on camera. And then when we hit record again and we took it back because we really needed that five bucks. So what I happened with an, that bite? What happened with an orange? Was I here? Was You know, that's a great question, Evan. Uh, People I, started eating oranges in the shower. I don't know why. I okay. never tried it. I don't care. I don't care, Ryan. I can't tell I don't. if this is our best or our worst content. Please tell us. Um, I don't. Care. I haven't. Garrett says I haven't looked back since you guys ran Babcock out of town. Sticks on the ice, boys. Let's go, Red Wings. Garrett, we did it. Thank you for sticking with us. <coughs> Rob Rasso says, "Hey guys, I got one for you. Chalosky and Hiroshi for Georgiev and Anderson. Yes, but they would never say yes to that. No, yeah, the Rangers would never in a million years agree to that. Chalosky and Hiroshi would not be enough for Georgiev alone. Chalosky and Hiroshi might not be enough for Anderson alone." I'd say Chalosky and Hiroshi right now are both more individually individually valuable than Anderson. Individually. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good Bradism. There you go. Uh, also, uh, Evan, we, we have Woo. something in the works for you. Did the Red Wings score? Yes. Yes, they did. Uh, Andreas Athanasiu from Anthony Mantha. What do you guys think? Do you do that as a GM of both teams? No. Sorry, um, but I wish it would be... Um, worth it to do uh all right we're going to move on to i lost the tab here uh chris says hey guys i've been a fan since the end of last year's season and i finally decided to become a patron to help out the podcast i grew up in michigan but then went to college in colorado and now live in texas watching the wings always helped me feel closer to the game to home and i've tried to convince more people to watch the sport and took some to their first game anyways you guys are stevie y today and are only allowed to make one trade before the deadline what's the deal that you make that's for both of you. What deal do you make if you're Stevie Y and you can make one trade before the deadline? I could make any trade within reason. Within reason. Make it like a reasonable trade and make it take long enough where I can clip this Athens to goal. Uh, okay, reasonable trade to a reasonable team where I could see it actually happening given the parties involved. I will say Darren Helm to the Oilers for a third. Uh, would you sell? Yeah, I, I mean, I would, but don't you think they could get more than that for Darren Helm and his contract? Yeah. If, okay, a second and Detroit retains half. Oh, God, yeah, that's a great one. I honestly see Mike Green having a potential of getting moved. He will play the most absolute sheltered minutes of all time, but I can still see a team wanting him. He'll go to. I don't even know. Tampa, maybe Boston for like a fifth. He's been bad. He's been silent at best and bad all year. You put him with people who can actually score goals on just put him on the power play on a second unit. That's, I don't know what other teams second units look like, but he could, he could put up points. Um, he goes on to say, I always like the idea of moving double A, but given this year, I think it might be better to move, uh, the better move to hold on to him and get him on a really team friendly contract. He might even be more valuable if he bounces back. Chris, I want to tell you, Brad loves you for this. Also, it probably wouldn't be with too much term that teams would be scared of. If I was a GM, I would try to move Fabry. We didn't pay anything for him. And if we were closer to making the playoffs, I would say keep him, but teams looking for depth scoring could be really attracted. Give the rant on Fabry because I think we're on the same page here. Robbie Fabry is likely due to his short, we'll call it stint with Detroit of success, 
not going to be as in demand around the league as other people think because he's getting a bigger opportunity in Detroit than he would on other teams. And it's a very small sample size. And that injury history is still going to scare off other teams. I don't think he gets a big return, but for the exact same reasons as Athens to see you, I think it's worth keeping Fabio around because he would be low risk. You probably don't have to sign him for too high dollars, too long a term, and you can get great value out of him if he continues to perform the way he has. Athanasio and Fabry's biggest value they could give to the Red Wings right now is to stay with the Red Wings. Uh, we are going to move on. And Haroon Khan says, uh, hey, guys, happy five years to this great pod. Great job, guys. Thank you, Haroon. Uh, did you guys know that Elvis Merzlifskins uh, was picked by the fifth round pick? Oh, that's my pronunciation, not Haroon's, by the way. Uh, picked by the fifth Merzlikens. round pick. Merzlikens. Yep, that's what I said. Picked by the fifth round pick, Detroit sent to Columbus. Vasilevsky was picked by the Detroit's first round pick as well. Imagine we had those two in net right now. Also, let's play a game. Can you guys name each GM in the NHL and categorize them? The categories are elite, meh, horrendous, mildly bad will fit in this category as well. Thanks, guys, and let's go Red Wings. All right. Hey, that's a Patreon exclusive episode. Haroon, I will tell you that is a great idea for a Patreon exclusive, and I'm going to write that down. More rankings, A, in the interest of time, and B, because I think that's a great discussion. Oh, my God. I'm just running through the first handful of teams in the league, and I actually know them, and I don't know if that's good or bad. Probably awful. How many we you and I should make a bet on how many Evan knows? GMs? Yeah. Oh, it's low. Under over or under ten. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say over. I think he can get twelve to fifteen. I'm gonna say under. Evan no, right it's over ten. Evan right now. I'm not doing it right now. That we'll save that for the patron exclusive. Okay, but I, I won't no, because you can research. Yeah, no, I won't research. No, I we have to do it right now. No, I will do it on the patron exclusive episode. And then I will let you guys talk and I will look up GM so that I can participate in that conversation. What a good what a good podcast host. He and I take Evan at his word. You know how I I know he's not gonna research? Because I don't care. As soon as I leave, I'm not <laughs> did, even gonna remember we, this conversation. Hold on, we just need to give him a control to make sure that we know now he knows nothing and then he knows an obvious one so we can go in blind. So I'm gonna give you two teams, you're gonna tell me the GMs, and then we're gonna go from there, okay? If it's anyone in our division, I will know them. No. Okay, we gotta give him an easy one. Who is the... That's a lie. <laughs> Who's the GM of Florida right now? I don't know. Okay. We're good. Who's... Uh, yeah, actually, that's the only one we need to give him. I think that's the one I didn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Maybe. Yak- I'm not going to let it all out. Yakaruta says Galchenyuk has been in the news lately, and I feel like he'd be a nice reclamation project for the Wings to sign as a UFA on a one-year deal. He's still relatively young and has scored a lot of points, or we could flip him at the deadline. I have a feeling that Minnesota will keep him for the same reasons. Uh, Don Mitchell says, well, this is awkward. I didn't get you guys anything for the anniversary. I'll make it up next year. I'll get you anything your little harsh desire on the dollar menu. Or I'll pay for the Golden Arches poutine option. Yes, please. You're welcome. I my, eat McDonald's in the car on the way over here and my stomach hurts. If I if my lack of gift didn't make you all cry, the season sure has. At least for Pearls, have you looked at his face? Be sure to zoom in. Otherwise, how else can you tell that his nose was removed from his face? We almost had Lord Voldemort on our team. Everyone is talking about the draft in our Grand Rapids prospects, but have you been checking out our overseas guys? Kevin Mackey, Chuchiev, and Tuomisto seem to be doing really well, getting points and tons of ice time. Pause for discussion. Uh, yeah, Kevin Mackey, I think, has been on uh, a steady little path upwards. Chuchiev is still very much in the preliminary phase, but Tuomisto has been impressive. In And other than Kevin Mackey with Chuchiev and um, Tuomisto, it's in... 
not the top leagues that they could be playing in right now, which is notable. Because Chuchev's in the VHL or the MHL. I always get them mixed up. And Tuomisto is still in the in the Finnish Junior League, uh, but he is coming to the NCAA next year. So uh, cautiously optimistic on all three of them. With Minnesota trading Zucker, they basically have punted the season and embraced the suck until the lottery. Who's the next game? team that's going to unwillingly punt their season away non-lottery teams uh maybe columbus with their slew of injuries if they buddy they're out. in a divisional seed last i checked it's all tight though if they lose like six of the next 10 six of their next eight seth jones is out now right uh seth jones is out josh anderson's out anyone who, who arizona arizona is a good one that's a good answer uh athens you trade rumor athens you to boston for krug backus in a 2021 first god no uh, Boston is not Wait, is that- giving up assets that are going to help them win this year. Krug is worth more than Athens CU by a lot. Uh, spank you very much and bless your face. If you sneezed while you read this comment, then bless you. Thoughts and prayers to J-Bo. Cheers, guys. Don. Not to insult you, Don, but no, Krug is far too valuable to give him up for Athens CU. Austin Heuser says, gents, five years. Wow, well done. Well done indeed. Apparently, five years is the wood anniversary. I think we already traded him for him this season. So there you go. That's this table from uh, Daniel Rossi of RD Woodworking. I forgot we had that guy playing in Grand Rapids. More trade talk and maybe a bit of 4D chess. Do you think teams, i.e. Pittsburgh, paid more for Zucker on purpose to intentionally inflate the market, thereby making it harder for other teams to get deadline deals? Seems like a drastic overpayment for a middle six guy, but maybe the better GMs just know what they're doing. All the best, and let's go Red Wings. Pay a premium early to get your guy before the rest of the market gets their grubby hands on him. Joseph Craig says five years. Oh, sorry. Do you have something, Evan? Um, I was just going to say two weeks of a, another player, a middle six forward, could be the difference between in and out of the playoffs for a lot of teams. Uh, Joseph Craig says five years guys congrats so when my first son was born I wanted to ramp up my understanding of hockey and I, so I looked for a Red Wings podcast I found this podcast so I started to listen to you all while my wife was recovering and trying to figure out how to keep a little baby alive Sammy turns five on the 20th he is now a termite hockey player and I've listened to every episode you guys have uh, have put out you all have been a part of figuring of me figuring out how to be a parent and how to pass on the love of hockey to the next generation love you guys Jesus wow my heart just grew 10 sizes Joseph we love you. We love little Sammy. We love your family. And you have uh, he's grown up with the Winged Wheel podcast. Oh, my God. That's like three kids that have done that now. I am so emotional. Uh, Clayton Van Dyken says, uh, hey, guys, long time no comment. I wanted to say congratulations and happy podcast birthday. You guys make these shitty, shitty, shitty seasons bearable. I do have a question, though. People keep debating. Oh, if the Wings don't pick first, who should we get? Byfield, Stutzla, Raymond, et cetera, et cetera. My question is, why not all of them? What would happen if Eisman goes up to the podium on draft day with pick number two and says the Detroit Red Wings are proud to select Quentin Byfield, Lucas Raymond, and Tim Stutzla? I mean, can you really tell Steve Eisman no? That's a great question. I mean, it worked for some presidents, so. Isn't that how Brian Burke got the Sedins? Essentially. Yeah. Jacob Lozen says, Aloha, Dub Dubs. Congratulations on five years. What a milestone. Jay Bomeister had a cardiac episode, as we all know. Thank goodness he is stable and good care. Uh, my question is about the game that is going to be made up. Both the Ducks and Blues agreed to make up the game on a date to be determined. The game was tied 1-1 with 7.50 left in the first. When the game is made up, does it start off with 7.50 left in the first, or does it basically reset 0-0 with the full three periods? It will actually start 1-1 from minute one of the game. So they're going to replay the game starting because 
Uh, even though the Rich Peverly incident was horrifying, it actually left a really, really cool anomaly in the hockey history. So when Rich Peverly had his event, Columbus was leading Dallas 1-0, and the goal was scored by Nathan Horton. So when they resumed the game, they played a 60-minute game, but they started it 1-0 Columbus. When that game rolled around, Nathan Horton was injured. So Nathan Horton's the only player in NHL history to score a goal in a game he didn't play. It's like a rift in the time-space continuum. It would be cool if we got a player that scored for both teams in one game. That would break. If he gets if uh, they got St. Louis and uh, whoever makes a trade, oh, I'd be here for it. That would break every kind of analytical model there is. They'd be so confused. Um. Yeah, that, that's a different one, and I don't know if there's any hard and fast rules, but they kind of play it kind of, excuse me, how Brad uh, put it out there. Charles Wilhelm says, happy five years. We've been through a lot, huh? Being a Wings fan isn't the healthiest relationship, but it helps when you have a support group. Here's to another five years and hopefully a Stanley Cup celebration episode. I've been listening since the beginning and look forward to every episode. Keep it up, boys. Thank you, Charles. Speaking of a Stanley Cup episode, would you be able to give an estimate of just uh, for how much alcohol will be consumed per 60 on that episode slash celebration? Oh, we would do a plastered Patreon exclusive. For what? Uh, If we win the cup. Ovi's cup celebration would hold nothing to what we would do. <laughs> Nigh a candle. <laughs> Just an estimate is fine, but also the answer yes is acceptable. Also, who would be the first to pass out? Brad. Brad. Oh, no chance on that one. It's Brad. I, Ryan is absolutely the first one to go down. I don't pass out. I throw up profusely the next morning. Hey, are you me? Yes. <laughs> Although shorter with a less sharp jaw. Oh, man. I puke like nobody's business. In my college days, I was like puke and rally night of. There was no ending. Oh, I was like that in my college days too. Yeah. Those are long gone. Happy five years. Exactly. Du- dubbed up fam. Can't see what the next, can't wait to see what the next five years bring. And then he, he mentioned that he, uh, when we were sponsored by the strong app, he still used to, he's still subscribed and just realized it now. <laughs> uh, David Kazarian says, what's up dub dubs five years. Congratulations on this fantastic milestone. Been listening to you guys since day one, discovered the pod on my four hour drive to Chicago as I was moving there from Detroit. Haven't stopped listening since figured it's finally time to stop being a cheap ass and support the pod. David, thank you so much. Uh, recently visited Banff and I, can I just say that Canadians are the nicest people in the world? Anyways, as I was skating around Lake Louise, I am so jealous and learning how to use a hockey stick or shoot a puck around. I thought of two questions. One, as someone who's never played hockey and has interest in learning, what are the best ways to get started? Find a cheap, not serious, uh, beer league or even skate around and don't be afraid to fall. Like legit. Don't be afraid to fall and learn how it's like snowboarding. Learn how to fall. It's going to hurt. Learn how to hurt. And then you'll have fun. Question two, this dawned on me as I was getting pointers from an Oilers fan on how to improve my skating. Do we avoid being the Oilers and the Sabres of the rebuild? They have their superstars slash franchise players, but have been rebuilding for decades. Seems like having number one picks and talented players isn't enough anymore. Where did these teams go wrong and what can we do to avoid the never ending rebuild or traps the other teams have fallen into? Bad management. I mean, yeah, Edmonton's easy to understand what they did wrong. They look at the lists of trades they made that were horrible for that organization. There's a simpler explanation, too, for why a lot of these teams stay bad. And uh, unfortunately, it's something that nobody can fully control. Bad drafting. Uh, You need more than just your first. You need more than one player per draft to pan out. Yeah. The only one I really fault Edmonton on is the Yakubov one. But how are you supposed to fault them? Anyone would have made that pick. Pooley-Arvey? Pooley-Arvey was, I mean, that remains to be seen, but... 
well, he won't be doing anything for Edmonton. They better hope they get a good return on him when he's a depreciated asset. So, well, it, that, it's hard. I don't know if they just put him in the wrong spot when they had him. They rushed him. They, yeah, and they're not the first team to do that. Um, Nobody's ever accused Detroit of doing th- that. Think, think of it like this. If they didn't take Yakupov and they had any sort of foresight, they could have Morgan Riley right now. Um, Ryan, or he goes on to say, additionally, as terrible as we are, I'd love it if you guys could use this opportunity to do some analysis of the Red Wings plays and break down their blatant mistakes this team makes. Uh, we get a lot of questions about systems. That might be another Patreon exclusive down the road. Oh, that feels like it needs to be a YouTube thing. Do we really need you to almost an- can't do it without video. How yeah. painful would it be to analyze the systems of a god-awful team? See, and here's where Trevor Daly gave the puck directly to Jonathan Taze. It might look <laughs> like there's string put across the goal line, but no, he just falls under his own accord. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for five years of great content and making my 30-minute train ride to work enjoyable. Hope to see you all in Grand Rapids. Ryan Kearns says, congrats on five years, guys. Really appreciate you keeping me updated on the wings here in Armenia. Nothing else to say. It's really cold here. Here as well, man. Joseph Delia says, congrats, my dude's been listening for almost a year now, and I have a very important question. Can Mo Sider please check me hard enough to put me into a coma until the draft lottery? Could he? Yeah. Maybe, actually. I'm, I'll be second on the list. Then check me again if we don't win first. Thanks and congrats again, guys. Josh Terrell says, here's to hoping uh, the 10-year anniversary is in better times. Since there's not enough current misery, let's dig up some more. Who are you guys most disappointed by of the following heap? Nastasiak, Furk, uh, Xavier Willette, Sproul, Polkinen, and Yurko. Thank you. Nastasiak, because he never even got close to panning out. The other guys at least got their cup of tea. Ryan Sproul? For a guy who's that good in the O, I was really hoping he would turn into at least a good power play quarterback for us. That was going to be mine. Well, who are the other ones again? Nastasiak, Furk, uh, Xavier Willette, Sproul, Palkinen, and Yurko. Yurko was just like the biggest, like the saddest development of a player of all time almost. I had a lot of hope for him, but I would say Ryan Sproul, he, we dangled the carrot with him at the NHL level, and it just was never meant to be. Uh, Evan Beckner says, gentlemen, congrats on five years. Time to see how much faith you have in yourselves and Steve Eisman. Predict what the Red Wings will, record will be five years from now and who their top scorer will be. Then if anyone remembers, we won't. We can all have a laugh at it then. Good luck and Godspeed. Here's to 100 more years of the Wayne Wheel podcast. I love that statement. Red Wings record five years from now. I'm going to go 41, 25, and however many OT losses that would add up to because I'm optimistic. in the league. <laughs> 12. 12, and the leading score will be Lucas Raymond. 46, 26, and 10. And the leading scorer will be Alexi Lafreniere. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> we'll finish third in the division. However many points that is, it doesn't matter. 100 and change then. At the absolute most, we'll be third in the division. I, I I keep thinking that this rebuild is three years away from being competitive. And then every time I watch a game, I'm like, we're five it's, plus. It's three years away from being three years away. That's really what it feels like. So every time I get any shred of confidence, I turn on a Red Wings game and I just add a digit in front of the number I thought it was. Hey, they're winning right now. Against New Jersey. Dude, them winning 
against anybody right now is okay here's the thing winning right now against other lottery teams might actually help because it'll push san jose and ottawa further up the standings which gives ottawa a less lesser chance Um, yeah we're getting we're getting into 5d chess here jeremy Dahl says congrats on five years boys two quick questions tim and sid did an over under on how many canadian teams would make the playoffs the over under was three and a half what do you guys think i hate the canadian team so i'm hoping zero uh let's three and a half yeah what are we to toronto uh toronto and then i think two of edmonton edmonton vancouver calgary get in the pacific and or wild card so i guess my answer would hinge on winnipeg oh my god i say one of florida no florida winnipeg has been hot this month yeah when i say florida i mean there's a lot of canadians in florida oh my i'm going on the under i'm going on the over i think four wow i say edmonton i'm gonna say edmonton calgary one of vancouver or winnipeg and then toronto i say edmonton calgary and one of winnipeg or toronto i don't think both you didn't say vancouver did you say oh i forgot about vancouver it might be four learn your geography son uh vancouver's got it too good uh also could you give a shout out to my girlfriend happy valentine's day serena serena happy valentine's day and thank you for uh being with jeremy just like uh, someone said to us, Wayne Gagne on Twitter said, you guys are all celebrating this five-year anniversary when really the kudos should go to your partners. And he's not wrong. <laughs> um, she lets me talk hockey quite a bit, despite knowing almost nothing. I have yet to drag her to a game. Scared, too, with how bad they are. Or buy her a jersey. I need to know her favorite player. But I have bought her the hat, which I think she has worn like twice. So small victories. Here's to another five years of quality podcasting and sometimes Evan. Who brought us beer? Yep. The Niebler says just skied three days in Revelstoke over the weekend. We got absolutely dumped on. So much pow. It snowed 28 hours straight. Uh, we were shredding gnar. Love that mountain. Couldn't find the avocado. Heading to Silver Star and Big White this weekend should be good. Evan, please stop making friends. Is this? I think so. Michael Barry says, hey, guys, I think you misinterpreted my last question. I was wondering if uh, what you would give up personally for the number one pick. For an example, Ryan would give up poutine for seven years for the number one pick. Yes. Hundred percent, Ryan. You can ask Brad a similar question. Sleep. <laughs> Evan, would you give up? Uh, no, at a, would you say no out of town vacation for the next four years? No, I wouldn't give that up for anything. Literally wow. anything. Evan is not for the culture. Have a good one, guys. Philip Gasnos says, "Congrats on five years, guys. Keep up the great work." Stay fresh. Cheese bags of Fournier Company says, uh, "I think my previous comment didn't loan. Damn the NYC MTA." Uh, anywho, I'm on my way to the Prudential Center to, the, to see the Red Wings probably put up a stinker against the Devils. Let me know if you see me on TV. So congrats on five years, fellas. Stay fresh cheese bags. Any cheese pairs well with a five-year anniversary wine or beers. Connor Leighton says, hey, fellas, congrats on five years. Cheers to five more. I was recently at the Red Wings game on Sunday when the uh, when they beat Boston, and I can't believe I witnessed Perlini's first goal. Rest in peace to his nose. And a Wings win. Only took three in-person games for it to happen, but with this season, I'm very content with that. In March, I'm taking a trip to D.C. and we'll be catching a Wings-Caps game. My question is, who will I see score their next first of the season? Biega, Daly, Abby, or Bernier? Go Wings and go Cats. Other Grand Rapids call-up. Mo Sider. Oh, God, could you imagine? If Mo Sider's first goal happens in... No, they're going to call up veteran plugs. I'm going to go with uh, Dominic Turgeon. Uh, with that, I will, uh, release you two back into your lives. We will say goodbye to this episode and remember, um, 
This has been five years of the Wayne Wheel Podcast. Here's to the next five. And then as Evan Beckner said, the next hundred. We want to thank all of our listeners. All of our supporters, our name level sponsors, Ryan favorite, Ryan's favorite bastard, Arjun Shanker, Andrew Bohan, Scott Martin, Kayla Thompson, Mitchell Shankowski, Aaron Taylor, Jacob Turner, Matt McKay, Matthew M. Rice, Luke Johnson, Mike Reed, Ryan Lewis, Langabeer, Clayton Van Dyken, Caitlin Wood, Hassam Al-Kassem, Charlie Elkins, Hannah Lee, Sean Levine, Connor Leighton, Danny Jr., Matthew Keeler, Craig Kibble, Rob Thiel, Simon Anderson, John Evans, K. Waz, and Stan Olson. Thank you all so much. Keep an eye out for the custom winged wheel podcast, podcast jersey giveaway. Uh, if you want a bumper sticker, if you drive a vehicle in Michigan, please let us know. Thank you for five years. Thank you for making us the biggest Red Wings podcast on the air. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Winged Wheel Podcast. Be sure to check out wingedwheelpodcast.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll also find links to other ways to support the show, such as Patreon, official podcast apparel, and more. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Winged Wheel Pod. And of course, the hosts at Brad Crisco, at Ryan Hanna WWP, and at Hockey Town Evan.